Rebecca Johnson. I'm Andrew Bakhtin. And we made a Super Heroic Podcast Network. Welcome to I Made This from Do Anything Media, a show about passionate people executing their big ideas in realistic ways you can learn from to make your own big idea a reality. I'm Bill Meeks, and today I'm talking with my good friends Andy and Rebecca from DCTV Podcast. DCTV Podcast, if you don't know, is a podcast network made up of shows that cover TV shows based on characters from the DC universe, like Superman, Batman, well, actually, Supergirl, Batwoman, Doom Patrol, all of it. Now, I've known Rebecca and Andy for several years and even used to host a podcast that was part of DCTV Podcast. The show was called Legends of Gotham, and it covered Gotham on Fox. A quick note about the interview. This was recorded before the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, so a few comments might feel a little dated. But I thought it would be a good time to release the episode since I'm releasing a new book about fan podcasting very, very soon, like within the next couple weeks. It's called The Complete Guide to Fan Podcasting, and it'll be out in digital and paperback very, very soon. You can even get a free copy by signing up for the mailing list at our company website, doanything.media. Now we're going to have some more fancast-related content over the next few weeks to support the book, so stay tuned. But for today, we'll be chatting about what it takes to run a podcast network, particularly within a niche like TV shows set in the DC Comics universe that's ever-expanding. We even talk a little bit about how podcasting makes you vulnerable and how that vulnerability opens you up to deep connections with other people. Plus, we fight over Bobby Hawk, one of my favorite listeners of all time. Okay, I made this for you. Take a listen. Thank you so much, Andy and Rebecca, for joining me today. Uh, Now, while we get started here, why don't each of you give me sort of your podcasting origin story? How did each of you uh, get into podcasting? Sure. I started listening to podcasts. I don't know what year it was, but first podcast I really got into was the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack. I, I loved that podcast. It incorporated not only their thoughts, but they had a lot of voicemails and they had a lot of feedback that came in for it. And I, at the same time, would be watching Lost with my friends, mm-hmm. and I would call them up afterwards watching the show, and I would I, we would have these great discussions about theology and uh, philosophy and you know big ideas and we had these these great discussions and i i kind of thought you know we should be able to record this and uh put this out because i think other people would love these discussions it sort of came out of an egotistical thing like we have these really great discussions i'm sure lots of other people would love to hear it (laughs) so um we (laughs) the people need this People need this. So my first uh, kind of diving in point to podcasting was trying to record episodes of our lost discussions. And so we talked about the season six episodes a little bit. After that, uh, ABC rebooted V. And I really wanted to watch that because I had Elizabeth Mitchell in it and she was on Lost. (laughs) And I was also a big fan of V when I was a kid. So this was very exciting to me. So I brought some friends in. We started talking about V and we did a whole bunch of episodes of that. But then the show got canceled. And then after that, Once Upon a Time uh, started airing. And so that was another opportunity for me to record episodes of my friends and I talking about the episodes. Welcome to Operation Cobra Podcast, a podcast dedicated to ABC's Once Upon a Time. 
My name is Rebecca, and since Monica, my usual... Over the course of the years, I figured out how to record these conversations. I had these, initially I had these, these apps on my phone that were kind of unreliable and I didn't like that. And then over the course of time, I started to realize, oh, you can record conversations on Skype and it made my life so much easier. (laughs) So I, I kind of came through it just because I wanted to record conversations with my friends. So that was kind of how I came into it because I really love to discuss TV and TV episodes. And that's that's sort of how I came into it was just wanting to share the conversations that I have with my friends with other people. You, you bring up the Once Upon a Time podcast. That's kind of where our stories start to intertwine because I hosted a different Once Upon a Time podcast, Greetings from Storybroke. Story broke, story broke. <laughs> and uh, then you, you hosted uh, Operation Cobra Cast, right? Yeah, uh, we, had, we had a podcast called Operation Cobra Podcast, which was uh, the name of the first mission that Emma and her son Henry had on Once Upon a Time. That was a good experience for me because the Once Upon a Time, there was a group of us that were kind of a bunch of different podcasts who kind of came at the show from a different angle and a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it was neat because that was the first experience I had with like a community of podcasters and we would get together occasionally and all talk about the the show. And so I, I think that that has really informed a lot of what I do with Supergirl Radio and with DC TV podcasts. And uh, I, I think even Andy and I sort of met through Once Upon a Time podcasting as yeah. well. Because, oh, really? Yeah, he, he was a I, I needed a guest because my friend Monica couldn't be on the podcast with me one week. And so he came to chat with me over Skype. And so that's kind of how Andy and I first started our little friendship slash podcasting dynamic. Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, I met Andy I, when we started because we did the Once Upon a Time podcast. We stuck with it. Unlike you, Rebecca, you dropped off. It's well, OK. I, I kind of went through cancer, Bill. That was, oh, I guess. I mean, uh, take a little grace on a. Yeah. Yeah. Slight, slight distraction. distraction. Sorry. I, ca- I came in a little hot there, Rebecca. I thought I would no, be the okay. one to spill the tea. Um, <laughs> but you guys would be fine without me. Um, no, but, uh, you know, uh, we we kept doing the Once Upon a Time podcast, and, and Re- Rebecca, you know, had to bow out for other reasons that are totally understandable. <laughs> <laughs> we found such success with it that we decided to do a podcast about the series on Fox, Gotham. And I started promoting this months before Gotham premiered on Twitter. And I believe that's where Andy entered my story, right? Oh, yes. I remember. Okay. So I was, ho- well, I'm, st- I still am hosting the Flash podcast. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's not over yet. <laughs> um, uh, and by that, until the crisis. Okay. So how much tea am I allowed to spill here? Because there is some drama. A moderate amount of non mean spirited tea. It will be allowed to be spilled. <laughs> the man's. Oh, good lord. Uh, okay. So I started listening to podcasting while I was in high school. My first podcast I ever started listening to was the Star Cross House of L podcast. That was uh, the number one small podcast on the internet. Uh, and I got into it during the ninth. I heard about it during the ninth season, but then during the final season, I really got into it because I was go, you know, I was getting close to then of my high school experience, uh, you know. So you know, it was a year before I was graduating. I was really afraid, you know, to leave high school behind. I also, I was also afraid of leaving Smallville, you know, not having Smallville in my life anymore because that's I what I was six years old when I started watching that show. Mm. So. 
I, I really got into that podcast. I was in college. Uh, <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, you don't you don't look a day over twenty nine. I'm uh, not. I'm not a day over twenty nine. I'm many many days over twenty nine. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> After Marvel ended, I went back and listened to all their episodes. And then in 2012, I moved to to London for a half year to do uh, a film course at Met Film School. While I was listening, you know, I was listening back to old shoe pie and so on. I. I got involved with a now discontinued podcast network where I would do certain segments with them on their main show. And then I would host and I pitched them that I wanted to do an Angel Shield podcast. And we did it for two years. And then during those two years, as I was you know finding myself as a podcast and learning about editing and recording. So I also de- started developing other podcasts. That's why I met Rebecca. Uh, she emailed me politely and asked me if I wanted to come on and talk about it. It was a Peter Pan episode. It was a season three A of uh, Once Upon a Time. Uh, that's which is actually one of my favorite arcs of the whole series. Oh, mine too. Uh, because I just love the idea of a dark Peter Pan. <laughs> and uh, is it Robbie Ray, Robbie Joe? Something, something with Robbie. He was Ro- he's Robbie a- K, I think. Robbie K. Okay. Um, he. <laughs> Was just so damn good in that role that I, you know, we had, you know, me and Rick had a really, really good time, and, and we, you know, that's how we became friends. And then as I was getting to my second season of the Shield podcast, you know, we heard about the Flash, and I, I had been. St- that set on making a Flash podcast. I wanted to do a DC related podcast, but Arrow was already, you know, it was back when Arrow was still good. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a, it, it was during the second season. I'm like, you know, what? there's already a lot of Arrow podcasts out there that I, I kind of just want to do something I can do from the beginning. I'm Tom Cavanaugh, and you're listening to the Flash Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grand Gustin as Barry Allen Slash, The Flash. And during that season, I also did a podcast for The Tomorrow People, which, which was a, a one-season show that I actually didn't finish because I kind of just... I fell off the wagon with that show, and then I'm like, oh, right, I, po- I still have the podcast. Delete! Well, I was going to say, you know, it was only one season show, so you're probably not the only one who fell off. Well, I, I, I kind of faded out <laughs> around episode 13 or 14 or something, like that because I, it just, I was doing the show by myself because my co-host at the time who was going to do it with me, he, dro- he dropped out. And then I, as I got to the end of the second season of S.H.I.E.L.D., I just realized that I, I just don't have it in me anymore to podcast about... The show, I, lo- I, I mean, I lo- Shield is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And I've been writing about it, covering it so on for all the years or so, on, but I just didn't want to do it in a podcast format anymore. I ended the show, the, the that version of the show, and kind of exited the network. And, and then I got into the Flash podcast, and that's where Bill comes in because I, I, you know, I was looking forward to Gotham uh, because they kept adding so many characters, so many actors. And I remember thinking, you know, oh, he's doing kind of a similar thing that I'm doing, like like a like a season zero kind of thing, because mm-hmm. that's which has become now a, a very a big brand for us at DC Podcast, because all the shows we do, they have their prequel, their their, their year zeros, mm-hmm. uh, or season zero, or whatever we can use that DC Comics won't come after us for. <laughs> uh, so I don't think for Gotham, I don't think our season zero was as extensive as what you guys do. I think we basically watch. A smattering of Batman the animated series, and then talked about uh, you know the different promotional documentaries they released in the months leading up to the premiere. Yeah, I, I would have done that season zero much more differently because um, 
<laughs> that's the thing. No, no. I mean, I think you guys did it great. I uh, for <laughs> you're I, like, I, I, yeah, I but we do it better, Bill. We do it much better. Uh, I mean, we do. But just, actually, Andy, just in case uh, the listeners don't understand what you mean by a season zero, why don't you explain it? In the case of The Flash and Supergirl or Bad Woman, for example, we will look at the mythology of the characters that we know will be coming to the show. We will do care spotlights on them. So, you know, we can do care spotlights on Barry Allen, Card Sorrel, and all the supporting characters that there are. And then also look at some of the significant storylines in the comic people should check out. And then their past media appearances. And... You know, they kind of give our theories on what we think they will they will be like on the show. In the case of the Flash, we had such many characters who came from the comics. You know, with the with the with Supergirl. Like, I mean, like you know, we Hank Henshaw wasn't really Hank Henshaw. Um, <laughs> right. Alex Danvers wasn't in the comics and, she, and still isn't for some unexplained reason. <laughs> and Cat Grant was a lot way different than the one we see in the comics. So like. Yeah. Uh, she 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 kind of came out of the Sterling Gates run right, of right. the character, so yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so yeah, let, so that's let the, me talk about Supergirl, Andy. Okay. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go oh, ahead, wow. go Called ahead. out. This is what I want to see Rebecca more, do more of being a diva. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of what our season zeros are like. And, uh, you know, it's been a good way to kind of connect with fans and listeners and so on who are excited for the shows and kind of want to, we don't like, where do I start? Like, where do I, what do I check out? Like, what, 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 what other media can I watch? Like, what other TV shows or movies? Or it's a good way for fans to kind of get to know the characters, all to get to know us a whole year in advance. Yeah, so. and I, I would say, you know, and this isn't meant negatively, but from like a self-serving standpoint, it's a really good way to sort of build a, a listenership base before that premiere episode drops and everybody's like, oh my God, I just loved the first episode of The Flash and I need a podcast for it. That way you're there and you're, you're in position ready to rock their world. Yeah, and that's something I think I noticed both with, uh, and not to step on Rebecca's toes too much because she will she will slap me. But uh, I uh, when I when I when the Flash pilot and when the Super Bowl pilot bo- both aired, I re- you know I remember seeing you know a big increase in our numbers because you know even though we had all the fans who were listening to season zero and so on, there were all those people that you were talking about who would just go on Google go for Super Bowl podcast, Flash mm-hmm. podcast, there we would be, and that's why I. You know, just to talk a little bit about these two podcasts that were elite is why we always announce the podcast as early as possible so that we can kind of just get everyone ready to kind of build up and so on. Even if the show hasn't even been picked up yet to see a race, I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to happen. Don't worry. It's going to get You're like, up, I but. heard some guy in line at Comic-Con talk about how he wanted a Blue Devil show. So we're starting the Blue Devil podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. And then, D- and then DC Universe will cancel it after its pilot has aired like today with Swamp Thing. <laughs> Although Blue Devil looked really cool on that show. Was Blue Devil on Swamp Thing? Yeah. He, uh, they introduced his human character in the beginning because he was like, what was it? He had, he was like a stunt performer, or like he was yeah. like an act, aspiring actor. And then later in the season, I believe you saw him suit up, but like you did see him like kind of demonstrate some powers. Nice. nice. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and bring it back to DC TV podcast a little bit here. Um, so we have Andy over there doing the Flash podcast. We have Rebecca over there doing the Supergirl radio. Mm-hmm. And we have me over there doing Legends of Gotham. When does the idea spark to sort of try and start bringing these different DC TV related podcasts together. 
Well, I remember because Super Radio was specifically uh, a spin-off from us because I had never gone into the idea of doing like a full network because I'm like, I mean, not, there's not going to be that many DC shows all at the same time, right? Good <laughs> <laughs> Lord, was I wrong? Flash forward five years, every show on every network is DC. <laughs> right. So yeah, so I, I kind of like, you know, like I'm enjoying The Flash. And I'm really excited about them doing Supergirl. So I, I should do like, we could do like a spin-off and and that's where you know Rebecca was one of the first people I thought of. No, I, she was the first person I thought of because I remember watching uh, all the big crossover you guys did with the other Once Upon a Time podcasters. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome everybody to the first ever Once Upon a Time roundtable with other Once Upon a Time podcasters. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from Once Podcast, and I'll let the rest of the hosts introduce themselves. I'm Bill Meeks from Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bree from Other Side of the Mirror. I'm Jose Caradero from the Storybrook Herald. Koi Take from AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> My name's Rebecca Johnson from Operation Cobra Podcast. And I'm Tiana Hobson from AfterBuzz TV. Uh, because I like for some reason that video was up in my queue for some reason that week, and I'm like, oh, I think Rebecca, like I, and I believe I think Rebecca is like a big Superman fan or something. Um, this was also like also before we realized that we were both insanely in love with Man of Steel. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I think she's a big Superman fan. Um, and that's how we, I got her. And, and then I'm, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm friends with the, these great people over at Legends of Gotham, Bill and Anne-Marie. And then I'm also good friends with Michael Amanda, Amanda from Quiver de Green Arrow podcast. I'm thinking, why don't we just like try work together? Like, why don't we like, you know, like we could increase our numbers. We could kind of demonstrate ourselves as an outlet, you know, so that we could do maybe more press things and so on and kind of help each other build each other up and kind of be this little umbrella of now of shows together. And so I remember I, I spoke to Bill first because I didn't really need Rebecca's permission. I was like, this is my spin up. I can do whatever I want with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, no, I mean, of course, I talked to Rebecca. Like, I think we should do that because she knew Bella and Marie. I mean, I, 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 she didn't really object to it. To her credit, she totally should have. <laughs> she totally should have. <laughs> But I remember I had an excited Skype call with you and Anne-Marie and Kyla talking, like, how could this work? How could we do this? Uh, like, how can we do this where we don't have to move anything? Because, you know, for, pe- for people at home listening to this, um, we actually do have to pay money to keep these websites and these services up. But mm-hmm. it's not like we're just like, oh, like, you know, oh, edit, rec- record, edit, publish, boom, we're done. We actually have to pay for these services to exist. But I asked you, like, what can we do? to kind of do this as a network and bill was actually the i the, the founder of the idea to do a mega feed um and i'm i'm like bill how much is it gonna cost me he's like no 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 no, no nothing nothing and he started telling me all like this whole idea about i think you, you'd pitch me to do rssmix.com where like we took all of our rss feeds combined it to one and then submitted it to itunes yeah and then that way there could be a just a dc tv podcast entry on apple podcast and stuff exactly so like and that way like you know people could have this one place we didn't have to give up the separate feed Mm -hmm. if people only wanted to listen to let's go off of supergirl radio but didn't want to listen to air on the flash because oliver sucks and barry's just too good to everyone i get it (laughs) but i'm like okay this could work this could really work so like we i I started figuring out a name for it and dc pocket is kind of the first one i came to and then (laughs) i remember because this is where Supergirl comes in. 
the day when we announced the network, it's not even half a minute, half half an hour later, they revealed the damn costume, and that's the <laughs> only thing Twitter would talk about. I'm like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> You, you held that news back for, you know, the optimal time on Twitter where nothing's going on, but so did the CW. Or actually, it would have been CVS then, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and just drop that news and just completely chat all over your, your VR announcement. Well, I didn't know that they were going to announce that that week. I mean, I the only thing, I, because back then, I didn't have as many, like, sources or whatever that I do have now. All I, like, the only thing I ever found out in advance was that Melissa was getting cast as Supergirl. But, yeah, that's kind of how we started it all. And then... Greg Blandy got triggered and was like, I'm going to make all these shows. <laughs> and now he has a bunch of, now we, we have a bunch of podcasts about his shows. Yeah. It's a, it's a running joke now that every time a new DC show comes out, we're going to be making a podcast about it. It's just assumed that that's going to happen. So that's like a running joke among our listeners now. You guys both have other responsibilities outside of the podcast and everything. We do? Yeah, yeah, probably one or two. One or two, I'd I imagine. All, I, I thought all Rebecca did was go to the, the theaters all the time and just rewatch BBS all the time. That's why she could see it so many times. Well, I yeah. wish. I wish. I, I was I was saying Rebecca had these responsibilities, too. She's super lazy, but I didn't want her to feel bad, Andy. You shouldn't bring it up. No, <laughs> <laughs> no obviously, you're both the, the two hardest working people in podcasting, mostly. All right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean how can we love up to Conan O'Brien? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, the pod father himself, Conan O'Brien. OK, but so you guys do have a lot of responsibilities outside of the network. But, you know, with all these DC shows that constantly keep getting added. How 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 do you find people to host these? Because sh- you can't host all of them, right? I uh, except maybe Andy. Wait, we tried. Wait, we tried. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca was like, I don't want to talk about letters tomorrow. I'm like, I'm not me me, me neither. Uh, <laughs> we like none of us really cared about I Zombie back then. We were lo- both in love with Krypton, but. We were just too busy. Yeah. And then Titans, like, Rebecca promised she was going to commit, but she's, like, one season behind of everyone else. So, um... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have things that I need to catch up on. But, I, you know, <laughs> eventually I'll get to Titan season two. Yeah, I'm there with you, Rebecca, by the way. I haven't caught up on that yet either. I mean... For for me, like, at least in terms of how Rebecca and I work together on this, it's like I, I mean I I've gone to her and asked you know are there people that you know that could maybe be a good fit for maybe this podcast or that podcast and she's interested me a couple of people and so on but but other than that like, what I do that you know and the the good thing about the extension of the Arrowverse you know is that I've been able to gain a lot of friends. Uh, who are also writers and podcasters and journalists and so on and kind of like, like you know like these are people that I would like to listen to these are people that I think people would really enjoy listening to so you know I'll reach out to them and kind of pitch them the idea of how we, we would make this happen and then if they agreed to it which they did you know we would just bring them on and they would host their show they would do the season zero so um, I've never done a I never done a, like an open audition <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I never like put on like a cast description up, you know. Here's what we're looking for. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think actually I only did it for Supergirl. Actually, back then I didn't know a lot of people, so I asked like one of my friends who she she wasn't into podcasting, but she knew like a lot of female content creators. So I'm like, can you like kind of secretly 
put out a call. There's like there's a DC project in the works, and that's how we found that's how we found Teresa Jacino, uh, Rebecca's first co-host of Super Radio. But yeah, then like you know, like, I started you know she she, uh, she Rebecca introduced me to her friend Morgan Glennon, uh, or our friend Morgan Glennon now. Um, and <laughs> I I'm like like you should have her on the show more again. And then you know we, there they came a time where we could, we were able to bring on new hosts and Morgan came on after Rebecca after I forced Rebecca basically to go after her <laughs> well I had known Morgan for a long time we actually had uh, we joked that we were in the trenches with Smallville fandom for a while and uh, we were back in the days we were both on live journal remember when live journal was a thing oh yeah I had two of them myself don't look for them. Don't look for I, them. I, I, I went to, but yeah, that's how that's how Morgan and I met a long time ago. And when we were doing our season zero, like Andy had been talking about, we uh, thought we would talk about Smallville since in season seven, uh, Kara Kent, uh, Laura Vandervoort's version of the character came on to the show. And so I thought, well, Morgan's done a lot of uh, interviews and things like that. And she's really funny. So uh, I invited her to come on Supergirl Radio for those season zero episodes. Uh-huh. And when Teresa ended up having to step down from the podcast, I thought about Morgan and another guest I'd had on for season one, uh, Carly Lane. I invited them to come and be uh, my replacement hosts, if you will. And so I I think that's actually really great to have on different guests and different uh, people because you never know when that might come in handy for them uh, to join you in future episodes or to become a new host. Mm-hmm. So that's that was really beneficial for me because when Teresa stepped down, I was like, okay, I guess I'm by myself now. But I had those contacts from previous discussions and previous podcast episodes, and I knew they would be good co-hosts. So that's, that's uh, how uh, Carly and Morgan jumped into the picture for me. Yeah, and uh, that's always a, a good thing to do is kind of keep these connections because, like you said, you never know what's going to happen. I know uh, for our Once Upon a Time podcast, when we eventually gave it up, uh, there was still another season or two left on the show, but we had just kind of fallen out of love with it. And uh, we, we ended up giving it over to three of our listeners who would constantly, you know, send in voicemails or they would show up, uh, you know, when we would do listener roundtables at the end of seasons and things. These were people we Bob. knew were... What's that? Bob, I remember Bob. Oh yeah, Bobby, Bobby, yeah, Bobby, Bobby yeah, Hawk, yeah. Bobby Hawk. Well, I, 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 I was only on the Bob. I'm, I'm only on the Bob level. I'm not on the, uh, I'm not on Bobby level yet. That first name basis. <laughs> oh, everybody's on the Bobby level. It's, it's the hawk you okay. have to worry about. It's yeah. the hawk you have to worry about. <laughs> no. He has a he has a really cool voice. I just gotta say that. Oh, absolutely, and I, I've actually been use, using him the past couple seasons on the Fakest too, and he just does wonderful character voices. Knocks he, it out of the park, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should. Okay, wait, wait, Bell, go away, Rebecca. How would you feel about getting Bobby on DCT podcast? You can't have Bobby. He's mine. <laughs> Show me the document. Show me the show me the receipts. Right here, I have it right here. <laughs> oh, it's a blank it's piece like, of paper. It's written in invisible ink, but it's there. Darn it! So we have DC TV podcast set up and everything here. That's kind of a machine, you know. You set up the automatic RSS feed to combine it, all the RSS feeds into one, 
everyone's promoting everybody else, playing bumpers, things like this. Oh, bumpers? We, we were supposed to do bumpers? Oh, you didn't do bumpers? What bumpers? Did I get any bumpers? <laughs> I only did bumpers when Rebecca told me to do bumpers. Yeah, we do bumpers on Supergirl Radio. So <laughs> but, get your, by stuff, we, get your you, game stuff together. <laughs> by we, you mean you, because Morgan's, like, Morgan's like, what's a bumper? Do I even listen to these? <laughs> Does she even listen to the episodes? <laughs> Morgan lets me use her wonderful voice, and that's that's, she is wonderful. That's, that's enough. Can I, can I just say one more thing about the whole the idea of having guest hosts on? Because what's so funny is that if certain guest hosts do come on and they actually do become main hosts later on, I go back and say that this was your backdoor pilot. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Like I said, you know, you have the, this whole system sort of set up to do this whole self-promotional thing with all the podcasts forever in perpetuity. You guys didn't leave it at that. You decided every summer to kind of come together and do something good as a podcasting group. Wait, why don't you guys talk a little bit about the uh, the charity streams that you guys have done the past few years? Well, I remember back when we first did our first one, we raised money for Winship Cancer Institute, which was the institution I actually uh, went through breast cancer treatment in. Rebecca Johnson here, one of the co-hosts of Supergirl Radio. And behind me is the Winship Cancer Institute. I first came to Winship in January 2014 as a recently diagnosed stage 3 HER2 positive breast cancer patient. And it quickly became a second home for me. I received infusions every three weeks for seven cycles of chemotherapy. One of Winship's surgeons performed my mastectomy. I was at Winship every weekday morning for six weeks for a total of 30 radiation treatments. Over the course of the year, I participated in a fatigue study and I finished all of my cancer treatment in January 2015. I am glad to say that I am now cancer-free, thanks to the quality care and treatment I received at the Winship Cancer Institute. Join DCTV Podcast on Saturday, May 16th, in raising money for the Winship 5K, so we can help the Winship Cancer Institute continue to provide outstanding care and research new ways to fight cancer. Winship was where I went to go get my treatments and have my surgery and all of that. And from my memory, that stemmed from Andy having someone in his life who had gone through cancer. And so we thought that that would be a way that we could help raise money um, just to benefit, you know, both of our personal stories and benefit people who might be going through cancer in the future. Mm -hmm. And so that 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 was how I, re- I remember things kicking off. I don't know if you now, have that same memory. My good friend, Lori, uh, who was a, uh, we were small friends. She passed away, sadly, when she went in for her treatment. And she, because she did, uh, from, what I re- from what I remember, she didn't survive the procedure. Mm. And I remember I had to find out on Facebook by her, by her friends, because people were posting on her wall. So flash forward a little bit, a few years later, uh, maybe a year, maybe a year later, a friend of mine who also one of the hosts of the, the small podcast that we're talking about, he runs his own network of podcasts, and he would do like these charity events. Like you were like, he, I think he's he does he does just a, just the one, and that's not to diminish what he's doing because I think it's great. It's for for uh, kids children's uh, cancer, uh, and he would bring all his shows together for like a whole day. I'm like. This is kind of cool. I mean, you know, we, we are starting kind of, we, you know, we're getting, we were back, back then we were just developing the Letters Tomorrow podcast. Uh, so we had four shows, at least, you know, Quiver, Flash, Legends, uh, Agatham. <laughs> so um, I asked everyone, because back then we were like only like eight people. <laughs> <laughs> When this was so much easier to do, <laughs> and, 
hey, what is everyone doing in the end of May after the season finales of all these shows? And we were like, let's do like this idea of a live audio uh, uh, stream for almost a whole day. Uh, and by a whole day, I almost spent like half a day because it was literally two, like, because we only had four shows. I had to tell everyone, we had, you had to be on for two hours per show. Yeah. Uh, it was, I remember that wasn't Rebecca's favorite year because her internet connection was. Yeah, it was spotty. So she and her host, a guest host, she would disappear and he'd be like, <laughs> Rebecca? And I would have to unmute myself and be like, you know, so Rebecca had to step away for just a quick second. But I was still in. Uh, I felt like- so bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> not a good technical year for me. But I remember I, you know, because I knew about Rebecca's history with Kaz, I asked her, you know, like, what I want you to pick the charity, like, mm-hmm. or pick the organization. And she she told me I want Winship. I'm like, well, this is obvious. We gotta go with Winship because they, they saved you. And we, like, we, we committed to them and it was so much fun working with them. Uh, and after that, I'm kind of like, why don't we just do this every summer? Because I I noticed that after that, you know, some of the listeners from each everyone's shows started listening to, to each other's podcasts. Like some of the some of the Gotham people came over to us. Some of mm-hmm. the Air Flash and Supergirl and Arrow people went over to Gotham and so on. And I'm like, we should like just do this every season. And um, at first, I was like, we should do this once a summer and once uh, once during uh, around Christmas. And yeah, that didn't happen because we got too many shows. Uh, <laughs> and then we have now we actually also have the, the adult crossovers to do. So we don't got the time for it. Well, but, I think something then- <laughs> something that uh, you guys did, which probably helped a bit with that cross pollination of the audiences, was at the end of the stream. It was what like a two or three hours of just everybody getting in and talking together. So you know, even if someone didn't necessarily watch Gotham, they probably got exposed to my silliness from that yeah, last yeah. couple hours. Or if someone didn't uh, watch Supergirl, you know, they got exposed to Rebecca's clever, witty banter. Uh, you know, in that last two hours. And we're live at Mixer.com slash DCTV Podcast. Welcome to the assembly show of the DCT Podcast Network featuring all several favorite hosts of your favorite DCT Podcast shows. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B. I'm one of the producers and hosts of the Flash Podcast. I'm one of the moderators of the DCT Podcast Network. And with me is a bunch of awesome people. So let's go in order. And let's also go in order where Andy doesn't forget certain hosts like last year. So first up, from Legends of Gotham, which is the ones that he did forget last year. Bill Minks and Anne-Marie's Lisa Moan. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. How are you? I'm doing Absolutely ma- fantastical. Andy, how are you doing? I'm, d- I'm doing marvelous. I'm doing marvelous. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, ba- it was back in the day when we didn't know about her obsession with Google Docs. Uh, that would have been called by- <laughs> if we'd known about it, it would have become such a good running gag so much earlier because it wasn't until Morgan kind of like, you know, there's like 12 pages here. I'm like, I'm like, Morgan, you're kidding. It's not 12 pages. Like, no, Rebecca's actually made 12 pages long document. I'm like, what? <laughs> Look, anytime not- you come on Supergirl Radio, you're going to know what we're going to discuss. And you're going to be very familiar with it because the Google Docs are very thorough. That's just my goal so that you're never yeah. in in question about what's going on. And a 12 a twelve page go- uh, document is actually very short. So <laughs> be yeah, thankful for 12 okay. pages. Okay, so you know what they say, uh, 90% of production is pre-production. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> Preparation. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, but those uh, free hour, the, the, the finale shows was always so much fun. And, and also, like, I want to just make something very clear to your listeners, Bill. Bill and Anne Marie were, were, were 
integral to this DC podcast from the very beginning all the way till till their show ended. Like, I, like Bill is telling himself short right here, right now, because he was someone I could always go to when I needed to brainstorm, when I needed to ask a fellow podcast, like, you know, like, what do I, how does, like, I don't know how to do this, and so on. So, like, like Bill was just as, like, Bill is and Amory are part of the heart that is DC podcast. So he's, like, he's he's being humble. He's being modest. He's not, like, he doesn't want, he wants to put a spot, spot on me and Rebecca, but he's just as integral to this story as everyone else is in this, in the foundation of these DC podcasts. So, so so the check came, right? The check came? Uh, Perfect. Uh, Rebecca will say it here. She she loves, uh, uh, she tw- it's going to be like a 12-inch long check. Uh, uh, just like her Google Doc, she likes to comp- overcompensate. <laughs> uh, yeah, but well, it's like, like I, I like to have a very detailed tear-off receipt for you too. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. But Re- Re- Rebecca, you would agree, right? Like, like Bill and Emery were so. I don't think we would. We would, I don't think we would have done the network without them because we wanted to have a network with a lot of people in the beginning. Well, I think you can speak to it better about how Bill and Amory have helped on the technical side of things. But for me, their influence can be found in the way we build community. I think a lot of that I learned from the once upon a time roundtables that we did, but a lot of it I learned from Bill and Amory when they would do legends of Gotham. So uh, a lot of the way that they incorporated listeners and um, the, just the, the feeling of community, I think they did really well. And that, that's something I'm really passionate about for, Supergirl Radio, and I think that's something we as a podcast network do really well. So I'm really proud of that, and I think that is in a large part an inspiration from Legends of uh, Gotham and even back when they were doing Greetings from Storybrooke. So for me, the the what the, their contra, uh, contribution really stemmed from building that community. Thank, thank you, Rebecca. You, you said as much publicly on Twitter, and it always does my heart nice to know that, you know, some sort of positivity came from all that silliness that we did over those few years. <laughs> well, I've, I've been in fandoms where it was just awful. Like, you mm-hmm. never wanted to talk yeah. to other people because people would just squabble and fight and say bad things about each other. And, and it would make me feel like I didn't even want to enjoy the show anymore. Yeah. I didn't even want to care about these stories and these characters because the fans were so terrible. Mm-hmm. And so, what I've really been enjoying from that influence that, that you all did so well is that you incorporated everybody. You made sure everybody had a voice. And that's something I'm really passionate about. Even if there are emails or tweets or something that come in that I don't agree with at all, mm-hmm. I will make sure that those voices are heard because they are part of the community and part of the fan engagement and the the listeners who who listen to us every week, loyally tune in every week to listen to Supergirl Radio. I feel like that's something that um, we as a community can really uh, build each other up and help each other enjoy the show. Cause we've, we've had a lot of people like write in or tell us like, you know, Supergirl, the show is not that great, but I really love listening to Supergirl radio. And those are the things that make me really happy mm-hmm. is that we've provided a place where everybody, no matter what you think about the show, you have a place on, on Supergirl radio and DC TV podcasts. You know, that that was something that I, I always thought was very important about doing fan cast was that you have, Tons of people with tons of differing opinions on the show listening to your show. And and you have to make sure that they feel like their opinions are heard and not being disrespected. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many listeners are you going to have if you, you know, shit all over, you know, X theory or Y theory or Y opinion about X episode for months on end? You're going to eliminate anyone who 
even cares to listen to you. Yeah. The thing is, too, you know, opinion is such a personal thing that if if, if you're going to, you know, knock someone out of contention of being involved in your show just because they have a certain opinion, then, then why do you even have a show anyway? Why aren't you just, you know, sitting across from a friend who agrees with you on everything and, uh, you know, just having it just for you? I, if you're making it for a wider audience, you need to make sure to respect that audience and listen to that audience. I think that that uh, level of respect is why the fundraisers have been so successful is because the people who listen to our podcasts in the network, they they feel connected to the podcasts that we do. They feel like it's a personal thing that they are connected to the shows and the hosts. And it's and I, I feel this way, too. When I listen to podcasts, I feel like, you know, the the people on the podcast are like my friends. They were mm-hmm. intimately in my earbuds every day. And so I feel like they, you know, that we're, we're best pals. And so I think that that's why when we say, hey, guys, we're going to have a fundraiser uh, after the finales air. Come and join us and hang out in the chat room and donate some money to a great charity and a great cause. Those listeners want to come and be part of that experience because they have found a good experience with our podcast when we t- just when we're just talking about the shows or we're talking about the comics or whatever it is. They have such a good experience there that they want to also contribute to what we're doing to raise money for a good cause. And so I think all of that goes hand in hand with building that community. Some of my favorite podcasting moments were things that we did that weren't even for the recorded episodes that we would release every week. We would do these, you know, hangouts for our patrons where we would, uh, you know, uh, hop on and, you know, play some games or just talk about random, you know, movies and TV and bullshit like that. Or we'd hang out in the chat room for 20, 30 minutes after we were done live streaming the show. You you know, just things like that to, to where... They feel like you're their friend because you are their friend. Right. Normally it's a one-sided conversation as a podcaster, but it's always so nice to find those moments and those opportunities to where you can have it be a two-way conversation instead. Right. That's something that I, you know, you were talking about the idea that if we, if we just wanted to have someone that would just agree with everything that we're saying all the time, then, you know, and that's what I always say about that when specifically on the Flash podcast, because, you know, with the, with the, with some of the shows that we cover, you know, we do have, you know, fandoms that are very very passionate Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know they do have their own theories and their own speculation their own preferences of characters or ships and i you know here's the thing you know people know and rebecca knows as well as as white as i do that i you know i will drag some ships that i don't like but you know, not to be a mean spirit person, but just kind of be like, hey, let's just kind of because or this this week's episode of Era was very odd because all the focus about was Oliver and Felicity, uh, my OTP for life. <laughs> <laughs> my way of saying, you know, okay, for me, I don't like this couple. It's not for me. But if you like this relationship, you're you're one hundred percent entitled and allowed to. And I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm not going to disrespect you. Uh, but you know, as long as we can have a good conversation back and forth and not attack each other or send each other pictures of dead birds when Black Canaries Kurt killed off. Mm-hmm. So like for me, like yeah, community is so integral to any podcast that we do. And you know, and that's like Rebecca said, fundraiser events and you know we can have we we sometimes have like maybe. 60 70 people in the live chat mm-hmm. and, and they're all talking about the show and like you know what they like and what they don't like and, so, and they're so respectful they're so respectful for each other not only is it a crossover for us as the podcast because we know we don't get to work with each other 
every week. But when we do get together, we also get to bring the fans together. And it's just such a rewarding, rewarding experience to see them just being like, you know what? I don't like the same thing you like, but you know what? I respect you for it. I'll say too, my my friend Tom Merritt always says that you get the chat room you deserve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so I think if, if there's any sort of respectfulness in your chat room, it probably speaks a lot to you guys as podcasters too and the way you you approach your shows. You, you don't grow a respectful chat room out of a, a podcast that is disrespectful to, you know, the show creators, the listeners, each other, you know, so, so I, th- I think it's definitely a great reflection on you guys. One thing I'd, I'd like to ask you guys before we wrap up here, just because, you know, fan casting is a very particular discipline. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, it's a particular set of skills on my, well, what, well, what? yes, it is Liam Neeson. Yes, you require a particular <laughs> set of skills. You have to be able to watch an episode four times in a row and take notes. <laughs> it's true. Very true. Very true. The thing that kind of got to me about it and maybe why I fell out of love with it a little bit is that as much as you work as you put into the podcast as much as you love the your community of listeners at the end of the day you're never gonna have complete control of your show because it's about a show that somebody else is making so what do you guys do even on a temporary basis when you sort of fall out of love with the show even if it's for an episode or for a moment in an episode to kind of keep that that ball in the air and and when do you decide okay it's too much and maybe i just need to stop doing the show i know for me uh there's been times with the flash where and it was particularly around season three and four where because um well specifically in season four i remember there was uh well rebecca i think you you know exactly what i'm talking about uh there was a change in uh, management management that for our two shows uh, that we were covering uh, with a former producer, and it kind of cast a little dark cloud over them, and there was in, in in general for for at least a, a, a few months, uh, because it kind of felt so weird, you know, having shown respect to this person on air, been an admirer of theirs uh, off air and in at Comic Con and so on. And for me, I remember, and I don't know, I don't know how you felt about it, Rebecca, but I remember like I kind of wanted to step away, but instead I kind of felt like, well, why should I punish? All these talented people who are involved with the flag, all the great writers, all the great other other producers who who did behave and did follow the rules and did not abuse their power, uh, for the, all the actors and all the people, all the people in Vancouver, all the people who work eighteen hour days, getting all, putting together these amazing shows, these amazing shows that we're watching, like they, they were. 18 days for six days per week, at least. They get, they get maybe one day off every week. And I'm like, why should I punish, punish them when it was one person who who messed up? But yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, I don't, like, like tonight, I don't, I, I don't want to get on air. I don't want to record. But you know what? I love my co-host so much. And I love the listeners and the fans so much. But I'm like, you know what? I can, I can still... T- address my criticism because you know at the end of the day i'm also a journalist i i'd want to stay i want to stay by my truth but i can also maybe like i can maybe scale down a little bit and be like instead of going you know oliver queen is a piece of trash and just go oliver queen (laughs) is a piece of trash that i don't necessarily connect to as a viewer but if anyone likes to enjoy this piece of trash that's perfectly fine with me (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god so like yeah there's ways of like still doing the podcast even if there are times at least for me where i just feel like <sighs> i didn't like this episode yeah so like it is definitely a challenge but i think that for me, I just want to get together with my friends mm-hmm. and record and have fun. Like, even if it's an episode I don't like, I just want to have fun with them because we can actually t- sometimes find ways of finding ourselves laughing. So, like, when Rebecca was talking about, maybe there was a listener or someone who said, I don't re- enjoy Supergirl right now. Uh, I didn't enjoy Supergirl this week, but I really love your podcast and I want to listen to you and Morgan talk, laugh. Uh, play Baltimore Ballroom, uh, <laughs> Snap Judgment, and so on. Because I love the show so much. That's f- that's how I feel. Like I listen to Super Radio every week. Rebecca and Morgan are hilarious. They're talking about hope, and not hope as in ba 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 ba. Like hope as in <laughs> AI uh, thing that is on right now. So yeah, it's it's challenging, but. I think by not committing to what you started, I kind of feel like you're letting the you're you're letting the negativity punish the people around you that you that you're doing the, the show with. Yeah, for me, I I think I have a long winded couple of answers. So uh, one of the reasons I keep going is because I did quit that Once Upon a Time podcast, and I'm determined not to quit this one. <laughs> I'm not going to be a, a quitter on this one. But uh, and a more personal reason. That I remember there was one night someone had said something awful about me that I thought was just somebody on on Facebook, somebody I didn't know and somebody who has never spent a day with me, mm-hmm. has never talked with me at all, but said the most heinous thing somebody has ever said about me. And to be totally transparent, it broke me. I cried. I ugly cried about it. I called my mother. It was horrible. And that night I was supposed to get on the mic with Morgan and talk about Supergirl. And for a split second, I thought I have had the worst day and I don't think I can get in front of a microphone and talk about the show tonight. I just don't think I can do it. And then my mind turned a corner because I remembered how much Morgan makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. And I got on Skype with her and I told her what had happened and she completely understood and she was such a good friend about it. And then when we talked about the episode, I just had the best time and it completely, I'm, I'm trying not to cry, but it completely changed my attitude and it completely changed my perspective on that day. And I think for me, one of the things that I've learned from Morgan is that <laughs> there was also another night when I got on Skype with her and I, right before that I had watched an episode of Superstore on NBC and I laughed and I had a good time when I watched it. And so when I got on Skype, I, I guess I sounded different because I was happier and she said something about it. She was like, Oh, you sound very excited about something. And I was like, do I not normally sound like that? <laughs> And uh, so I just I just realized how much podcasting had it, it had changed me somehow because it had it had made me think about my perspective and made me think about what I was doing, how, how I wasn't laughing enough, mm-hmm. how I was taking other people's personal attacks on me way too seriously. And so there there's something about podcasting, especially being on. I have to give so much credit to Morgan because she's been such a good friend. She's stuck with me for several years now, <laughs> and she's been so good to be wanting to talk to me about Supergirl 
and about the show. And we have such a good time. And I hope she feels the same way. But I think that that has really taught me a lot about myself. And I think another reason that I want to keep podcasting is because uh, and why I push through some of the the bad episodes, because there have been episodes of the show I have not mm-hmm. cared for. Well, we've all seen your post, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, the God episode. Um. <laughs> so there have been there have been complete seasons I was not crazy about. But uh, I have now over the course of the last four years, I've become so connected to the character of Supergirl, not only through the show, but in in diving deep into season zero and looking at all her comics and looking at the the TV shows and the movies that have been made. And I just feel such a, a personal connection to the character that I want to see her through. And even when the show ends, I want to keep talking about Supergirl because I think she's a character worth talking about. So I think that those things combined push me through, like pu- push me through onto the next thing because I I have such a love for the character. I have such a love for the podcast, for our listeners, for my co-hosts that it this has been the bet- most rewarding podcast experience that I've had, even though I've done a lot of other podcasting uh, projects. The Supergirl Radio came out. <laughs> Andy had asked me, I remember, I didn't talk about this earlier, but I guess it sort of connects, but I had finished, uh, well, no, I, I was about to finish all of my cancer treatment in January 2015 is when like oh, yeah. the cut the cutoff was when, when it was finished. Andy approached me about Supergirl Radio in November 2014, if I remember. And I remember I remember thinking, Rebecca, you you had a lot of stress that went along went along with that Once Upon a Time podcast, and it was just a lot of work. And I don't know if I want to get into that again, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? This is a fresh start. I beat cancer. I'm going to try this again. And I think this has been such a, a good way for me to value not only my life and, you know, the days that I've gotten, uh, but I've been able to share those experiences with other people on a on a global scale. When people listen to us, they're listening to us. Oh. I mean, we don't have huge numbers, but we have a loyal audience around we have the really good, We have good numbers. We have good numbers. I'm actually going to pull up, like, the country to listen to us while you talk, <laughs> just kind of just because I like to brag about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but... But, but I just think about how things I can share with people. I have this opportunity now where I have a platform where I can share my experience with people and maybe that will benefit someone else. So even if I sometimes don't like the show, even if I don't like the choices that they make in the writing, mm-hmm. uh, I get to have a positive experience with Morgan. I get to share that experience with the listeners. And we've ended up doing some really good things with those those uh, charity fundraisers that we do. So it has been a, a more positive experience than I went in thinking it would be. And I think that's just uh, from the the people I've been I've surrounded myself with. So I've been really thankful for that. It is, you know, really rewarding, you know, even through all those bad days, you know, and I, I, you know, and I can relate to Rebecca, you know, you know, getting attacked, you know, being dragged on the stone just because we have opinions, you know, because like in the end, the reason we crit- criticize is because we do love our show so much. Like if I didn't love the Flash, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, what? Like, I mean, no, like if we didn't care as big as as much as we do, 
we wouldn't say these things. So it's like we get criticized for hating or being not real fans. That's that's always been one of my biggest statements. What anyone I bring on their network is like, look, don't you ever feel that you can't speak your truth. Don't ever feel like you need to hold yourself back if you really feel passionate about something. If you really, really feel upset with how, for example, a show is handling representation, go on air and tell, speak your truth. If you're upset with how they're treating your main character who's the, whose name is in the title of the show, you get your ass on air and you tell your truth. At the end of the day, we the truest fans are those who can, first of all, speak as it is, but also be respectful about it because you will never hear me and Rekka go after a writer or an actor or a producer being like, you know, I want to drag their offense because they didn't give me A, B, and C with this character or with this story and so on. Now, there's been, there's, there's the Laura Lance incident, but that's because that was just dumbass <laughs> as hell. Um, you know, a Green Arrow TV show should never kill off Black Canary, but you know what? It's, a, it's, it's okay. Mark Guggenheim, your show is almost over. But yeah, it's all about showing passion in a good way, but also making sure that you don't create a negative space mm-hmm. because otherwise you're, otherwise you're, you're just like any troll on, on, on internet. Yeah. You, you got to be respectful with it. And, and, you know, podcasting is a really tough thing live, especially, but even recorded just because you're putting yourself out there, you're putting your intellect, your opinions out there. It's a very vulnerable position. And, you know, when, especially live, like you said, yeah, especially live. And, you know, when trolls were running like that, it feels like it almost like a betrayal. Because, you know, you're trying to be the most honest version of yourself and represent yourself in the best way. And uh, then, you know, someone can come in and just, you know, kind of shit all over it. But at the same time, I think it's also it also opens you up to so many positive experiences, that vulnerability, because your listeners see that and, and they know that. And they feel like they know you because of that. And it can be become a much deeper connection than, you know, someone who's listening to the podfather, Conan O'Brien, uh, who doesn't necessarily <laughs> feel connected to him. Uh, well, well, you know what's so funny is that, you know, talk, you, you were talking about putting yourself out there. I remember I did it in the in the season finale last year of the Bosch podcast because there was um, there was a character on the show who uh, he was losing his intelligence so he wasn't able to really function anymore and I remember I spoke about you know like when I had my autism at the worst I I didn't I was I didn't I couldn't speak I didn't know how to speak I could only make noises and sounds and so on and like the idea of being trapped inside your own mind was so terrifying because that was something that happened for me for three years before I started really forming myself and so on and I had this and I'm I feel so shitty that I never emailed her back, but I had this great mother email me and tell me about her child who has Asperger's or autism and kind of ask me like, what can I do to be a, a supportive figure for, for him? What can I do? And it was a, it was a very long email. And I feel so crappy that I never responded to it because it came at a time where I was in a very bad position in my life. But like when you put your heart out there and you see people like really not only giving it giving it back to you but also giving it a little piece of themselves mm-hmm. to kind of be like you know 
you're not alone. But that's the magic of television, of these TV shows that we get to cover, is that not only do you get, I mean, for example, I have friends now that I, that I will be able to call friends for life. Uh, like, I mean, like, Rebecca and I, like, we, like, we are going to have so, like, so much to do, even, like, after Flash is over, Super is over, and so on. Like, like, we, I mean, we talk about doing commentaries for Man of Steel or Batman of Superman or jo- <laughs> that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> or or that, that the real one, if it ever comes. Release the Snyder Cut. Hashtag release the Snyder's Cut. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I'm so blessed to get to have that, uh, you know, people like her and everyone else on DC Fox that were in my life. But also just just because we, we because we were all fans who want to talk about a TV show we all love. Great, great commentary here, guys. I, and I, I really think, you know, it, it, at the end of this conversation, I, I think we've all learned that the real DC TV podcast were the friends we made along the way. That's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll cut it. And that'll be the end of the episode. And it'll be fair. Thanks for listening to the show. If you have your own big idea you've made a reality, we want to hear about it. Let us know by emailing imadethisatdoanything.media. We'd love to share your project, or maybe even talk to you about it. You can follow the show at imadethisshow, all one word, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, that's at imadethisshow. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or on our website, imadethis.doanything.media. Again, that's imadethis.doanything.media. And if you do subscribe, make sure you leave a review so we can shout you out on the show. I'm Bill Meeks. Thanks for listening.